Hello, hello, and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Winning Lifestyles Audio Edition Podcast. This is your host, Nick, back at you today with episode 36, picking up where we left off on what is an IRA and how do I pick between a traditional versus a Roth, part three. When I've learned about IRAs, I quickly asked my parents if they had set them up too. Unfortunately, they hadn't, so I was gung-ho to get them started because time is of the essence and I wanted them to have excess in retirement. Well, turns out there are some restrictions that will keep you from picking a Roth if you do choose it, and we haven't considered another important retirement account, the 401k, probably the most popular one that everybody knows out there. So if you check out our blog, we have a quick, nice, colorful, easy to follow decision tree with some nuances on my thought process, at least for picking which route to take to invest your money and let it grow long term for retirement. So make sure you check that out. We put that link down here in the description. So please, it's a nice little diagram that you can just follow through. But let me talk you through the basics, okay? When you get started, the key to deciding whether or not you can even start a retirement account is to make sure that you have at least $1 that you can spare, which if you read in my post on treat yourself first financially, the yuffie way as a millennial, it actually is super easy. And the other thing is also to have earned income. Now, earned income as defined by the IRS is anything that includes wages, salaries, or tips that's recognized typically on your W-2 form, commissions or any professional fees that you may earn in your side hustle, your gig, your business, and any income you earned while being self-employed that you pay taxes on. And for veterans, it's like non-taxable combat. If this applies to you, congratulations! We can now move on to the next step in red, about Modified Adjusted Gross Income, or MAGI. All right, so let's dive into this idea of your Modified Adjusted Gross Income, or your MAGI. Picking between a Roth versus a traditional IRA can throw you into this dark hole of pros and cons. But what's even worse is if you did all that research only to learn that you could only choose a traditional IRA in the first place because you earn too much money. Every year, there is an income limit that prevents you from contributing to a Roth IRA, which kind of sucks if you want to manage your own portfolio through an IRA instead of leaving it with your employer's 401k plan. But never fear, there's a loophole. If you are making too much money and want to still capitalize on a Roth so your money can grow tax-free instead of tax-deferred as time flies by, let's revisit our good old friend taxes in the green level. So. When we're talking about taxes, this step is the most important part of the entire process. The whole point of opening a retirement account, whether it be a Roth IRA, traditional IRA, or a 401k, is because you want to shelter your money from being taxed. These are all legal and it helps folks who are already retired that may not be using many of the services that taxes pay for, like public school systems to name one of them. But now the reason why I note 20% is because this is the first interval where the tax bracket makes a huge difference. In 2020, you get taxed 12% up until $40,125, and anything more than $40,125 gets taxed at 22% between $40,125 all the way up into the next ring, $85,525. That's a 10% jump. 
So for me, making 65,000 in 2019, I tried to use good debt and tax deductions to bring my income down as close as I could to the 12% limit. And if you don't have debt, another way you can do it is by contributing to a traditional IRA. Now this really depends on the individual and opportunity costs that may be lost, which we talked about in part two of this whole series. So reflect on your earning potentials and consult with a financial professional if you want some help crunching the different scenarios particular to you. And maybe you already contributed to a 401k. So your taxable income gets decreased by a maximum of 19,500 anyways in the year 2020, which is what we're in. So follow along to the magenta level to see what I mean. Does your employer do a 401k and match contributions? That is the big question to answer. Keep in mind, you can contribute to both an IRA and a 401k. And in fact, many prominent financial gurus have this whole checklist on how to distribute your money. One particular one that I personally like is JL Collins in his book, The Simple Path to Wealth. You can also check out his blog, which is basically his book for free, but in a more crude version. But for most cases, if your employer matches your contributions, do it. It's free money. I mean, who doesn't want free money? In the light purple level, we talk about 401ks versus traditional IRAs in a bit more detail. So let's jump over there. The traditional IRA versus 401k. Now in general, throwing money into your 401k is the easiest way to reduce your taxable income and help you get closer to the previous tax bracket since your maximum contribution is 19,500 as of 2020. So if you can survive without that 19,500, do it. You won't regret it when you're ready to retire. Now, if your employer doesn't match, then it might be better to open a traditional IRA as well. This is typically because your employer's 401k plan may incur a higher management fee or expense ratio. Now, if your employer has one of these cool things known as a Roth 401k, yes, they do exist. What are you waiting for? Get on that like yesterday. This is the holy grail of investments because you can put away up to 19,500 into a tax advantaged account. Remember, contribution limits on IRAs are capped at 6,000 for the year 2020, and you can't deduct contributions of a Roth 401k from your earnable income since it's after-tax money. But if you still have an extra 6,000 then that you can put away in an IRA, the benefit of a traditional IRA is that you can manage your money directly and put it into very low or no fee index funds. So don't count yourself out either if you have a 401k and or a traditional IRA and think you can't have your money grow tax-free instead of tax-deferred. There's this loophole that seems complicated, but really isn't, and it's called the backdoor Roth conversion. So if you're still following along with us here in our decision tree, our backdoor Roth conversion in gray, a lot of people, well, they thought it was unfair that only people with lower scaled income could take advantage of tax-free money. So the high income professionals got together and voted so that this backdoor Roth conversion could take effect in 2010. It came about from the 2006 Tax Increase Prevention and Reconciliation Act, but essentially the idea is this is your loophole into getting money into a Roth tax shield. At first, this is somewhat complicated because you have to understand what pre-tax and after-tax means. And there are ways to set up your 401k and traditional IRAs so that there's less paperwork involved. 
This is where chatting with your plan administrator and or a financial advisor is really helpful in keeping things straight. But the general idea is to take after-tax money and convert it into a Roth IRA. If you had pre-tax money in these accounts, then you'd want to make sure you have some extra cash on the side to pay the taxes due for that amount of money. But if it can sit in a Roth shield for 5 or even 10 years, that's a lot more saved from compounding interest. And people often shy away at this step because it gets complicated. I was reading about backdoor Roths and a mega backdoor Roth conversion and realized that it's actually pretty straightforward. Some people will just try to make it more complicated than it needs to be. So keep track of whether or not your money is pre or after tax. Transfer it to your brokerage account of interest into your traditional IRA or whatever IRA that you wanted to have it in, and then pay any taxes owed if it was pre-tax money and on any gains and file some paperwork. The hard part is understanding the taxes pro rata rules and how to file them. This is the one time where having a solid fee-based financial advisor and CPA will be 100% worth it to look over your numbers and help you figure out the best plan. Your brokerages can also help if you give them a call. Like we called up Fidelity and they chatted exactly through what our scenario was and explained how the backdoor Roth worked. So Roth IRAs now, we made it the final step in our whole what is an IRA 401k retirement account path. If you have a Roth and you can afford to do it, do it. You want all of your gains as your account grows to be tax-free. Putting it in a Roth allows you to do that. But remember, the math doesn't lie. If you're only a few years from retirement or don't have the money to pay any taxes due for a backdoor Roth conversion, then maybe gaining a few thousand dollars isn't worth it. Again, it's different for everyone, which is why you want to keep it simple. If you're just starting out your careers and making some dough, this is an easy route to go as long as your income didn't surpass the limit to contribute to a Roth IRA. But once you start diving into multiple income streams, this may get a bit more complicated. So professional help and a solid foundation in managing money will really help you dampen that learning curve. And there you have it, everybody. This was your host, Nick, back at you again with another episode for the Winning Lifestyles Audio Edition podcast. We really appreciate it if you hit subscribe and leave a rating for us so that we can continue to provide great content for you because we here at Winning Lifestyles believe that we can all build wealth together. So let's do it and be happy. Until the next episode.